And we're back. Yes, we are. Always. Well, I can't say that really, can I? I'm Josh. I'm Josh. He's Kenny. Nope. Ah, ah, we're nope. trading places. Nope. nope. He's Not Josh. Not after last week. He's Fuck jo- that. <laughs> uh-uh. He's Josh. I'm Kenny. I just said it backwards because I'm mentally ill. Uh, not really. I haven't been tested, though. This is Random Ramblings. I like to start stuff off just by talking about whatever. How about yourself, Josh? I've noticed. How it's are you Thanksgiving doing? week. Yes, it is. It's bird week. It is. It is 100% bird week. My prep is underway. Your prep is underway. Well, I we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that I have now taken on this year's responsibility of the bird. And I'm pretty well freaked out about it to be perfectly honest. And by the time this airs, I will be in the final stages of bird prep. And I'm very much overwhelmed by the process, but I have laid out dates on the calendar. I have a very strict schedule and so far so good. Really? You're holding to it? Well, I mean, let's be honest. This weekend started the thaw because it has to have several days to thaw. We're in the brine now. We hit the smoker tonight. And then we go for game time tomorrow. Because we eat lunch. So, brine now. Prep. Smoke. Early tomorrow morning. Hopefully good to go by lunch. There's a bovine somewhere that has sacrificed Uncle Muscle for my Thanksgiving meal and I'm appreciative I know of it. <laughs> you guys are steak folks and I totally We do not go it. traditional. No, we don't. We do not go traditional. We used to go traditional. Um, I don't miss the bird or the bird prep. I still like to call it bird day. Uh, I don't miss the bird or the bird prep. I do miss some of the stuff that goes with it. Um, you know, like the dressings and stuffings and things of that nature. Um, the whole big meal is absolutely wonderful, um, but the our family gathering is a whopping two, four, six, seven people big, right? Uh, for for this particular event, so <laughs> we're at we, seven for the second year in a row. So we uh, <laughs> and the infant counts. <laughs> and so well, I'm counting. I'm counting the, the oh, three year old. Uh, but we we started doing steaks years ago as. The very large family gathering uh, was on my wife's side, and as folks started making their way to their eternal homes, um, the, ga- the gathering started getting smaller and smaller yep. and smaller. And then, then what happens is people find out that you know, wait a minute, let's can, let's do our own thing, mm-hmm. because some of my uh, mother-in-law's nieces, nephews, whatever. They they had families that were starting to grow a little bit, right? Girlfriends, boyfriends were coming along, and they're like, yeah, "We we we might would like to do our own thing," and we come up with, um, uh, oh, I can't even remember how many years ago we come up with. Let's let's take a trip. Yeah. We found out that you know the beach, condos and stuff were really inexpensive. We could get a three bedroom job, whole family could go and spend a long weekend at the beach. And that's what we started doing. And then somebody goes, well, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving? Well, you know what? We'll see what the local restaurants are doing. If not, we'll have a kitchen. I'll whip something up. All of us like enjoy ham, and I don't mind cooking. It won't take me long. Well, Steakhouse was open. So that's what we were doing then. And uh, before then, we had we had stopped. It was just like, everybody bring your favorite cut of, of steak. I'll have the grill going, and uh, we'll do baked potatoes and a couple of other side yeah. dishes and some desserts, and, and we'll do it. I mean, we were at the point where we had more food than people. We were telling people, oh, what can I bring? Glad containers to take leftovers home in. Yep. Because that's all we really need is is, is a way for us not to lose dishes out of our house. So that's all we really need. I trolled my mother a bit because this is the first year that she, well, Hang on. Not fair. Not the first year she hasn't. This is the first year in a long time she has not had to handle bird duties. Uh, First, it was my grandmother did it, and we had family over, yada, yada, yada. Then my grandmother was like, screw this. We've got a restaurant in town that does a phenomenal job. And we went there for years. I mean, they made a whole big thing of it. I mean, you're talking tables of 10, 12. I know the restaurant you're talking about. You do. And it's been several things since then, and I miss it because it was really good. Um and then when she got in bad health, we went one more time and then it didn't feel right because that was one of her favorites. So we kind of just quit and then it, it went belly up not long after. Um, 
And so my mom took it over. Well, she's one of those, throw it in the oven, bright and early, go back to bed, see you at lunch kind of things. Yeah. Which is fine. A lot of folks do that. I know certain people that will get that thing running wide open and then cut it off and let it cook in the in the slowly decreasing yeah. temps overnight. Which is fine. Everybody has a everybody has a different way and I don't I'm not gonna say that there's a wrong way. I know people that have fallen in love with the deep fried bird. I have done the deep fried bird. I liked it. I don't I don't I'm not picky. If they if my family comes to me and goes, Deep fry the bird. Sir yes, sir. But this is the first Thanksgiving that I've had my smoker. So naturally, it only feels prudent. Why not? Let's fire I mean, it up. It. Let's give it a shot. Go for it. So it, that my other thing is I, I'm not a huge turkey fan. A lot of people are that way. So before I'm we, not either. Before we went to the steaks, we started, instead of getting the whole bird, we would just get a breast. So my uh, mom moved to that last year. And air fried it because we alternate Ooh, nice. we nice. alternate years with my parents and then my wife's mother and her family. So that was an off year. We were out of town. She went, well, there's going to be even less of us. My sister's husband, his family has dinner. And that, so my family did lunch. They do dinner. Well, you're not going to eat it both. You're going to nibble at both. No. We, you're uh, never going to eat a full meal at either we one. We tried that one year. Um my parents have always traveled to go see my mom's brother at yeah. Thanksgiving because it was a perfect time to go. Totally. No extra vacation time was yep. needed. And so that was the thing. We always mm-hmm. went down there. We had Thanksgiving down there. Well, when, you know, of course, his kids, boyfriends, husbands, they, girlfriends, wives, things start happening. Yeah. Things started happening with my sister and I. It, you know, our family started to grow. And then all of a sudden, um, it turned into a case of we've got to figure out something different. Uh, my sister married way before I did. Uh, so it was a case of, you know, her husband's, my brother-in-law's family got together. Right. So my sister was the first one to opt out. Well, when I met my wife, her family did a big Thanksgiving. Sure. And then did multiple Christmases. So instead of everybody trying to get together on the same day for Christmas, they would flat flipping Christmas for the whole month and into the new year. Oh my god! But uh, hey, not a problem really. You got a whole lot of different dishes because everybody took you know. Yeah. It, it was oh, one I of those cases of you didn't get the same thing every time, uh, and it wasn't at the same house every time, and it right. was great to get together in smaller increments. I don't hate that either. But so I I like my sister. I was like, well. I'm going to bail on Thanksgiving because they do a big thing. And my mom's like, eh, whatever, I'm going to go see my brother. And both of us were like, bye. Tell him we said hello, pass out some hugs for mm-hmm. us. And then my youngest, well, my first nephew got here. My oldest nephew got here. My youngest nephew was born around Thanksgiving. Another reason not to really get together for Thanksgiving because his birthday's like right there. Right. Uh, and there for a while, we were doing birthday and, and everything. Because, you know, when they're small, everybody gets together for the birthday. So birthday and Thanksgiving, I and mean, we were really having to do a balancing act. Mm-hmm. But my sister got this big idea. She says, I want to get together with my family for Thanksgiving. So we did. And then we planned everything around everybody else's meal. And then we did that for two years, and for two years in a row, I called her the next day and said, I think I'm going to puke. How about you? Because you have to choose which one to eat. Right. Or you have to nibble. You know how hard it is to nibble when everybody's got their favorite dish in front of your face? Yeah, no, I, I get it. And that, that's a problem. That would be a problem for me as well, just because it's like, like I eat. If I'm hungry, it's there. So I'm like, eat, 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 eat. Oh, crap. We got to go to dinner. Yes. Oh, crap. And nobody ever eats at noon. They want to eat at like no, one. Well, and the other one eats at four. Guess what we're doing for our Christmas celebration? I'm listening. We, first of all, we're having to do it way before Christmas. Well, not way before Christmas. It's like a weekend or two before Christmas. Um, This is a first. Both of my nephews, uh, well, my oldest nephew now is a dad. I'm a great uncle. And more so than just I'm a good uncle. I'm I'm a great uncle. They'll tell you I'm a great uncle. Been a great uncle for a long time. And you're still just a good Lutheran woman. Based on generational gaps, I am now a great uncle. But anyway, (laughs) so, you know, he's got a child and his wife has a family and they do Thanksgiving. 
Right. And my youngest nephew has a steady that we just cannot wait to become a permanent member of the family. She has family and they have to do. My daughter's four hours away and has this. We have the pseudo son in law. Right. And we have my little buddy. And, you know, they have family and they got to do Christmas. So we've picked a weekend in which everyone's available. And Which is mom, not an easy task. No. And my mom's like, I want to have it at my house. Okay, mom, you can have it at your house. She's great. We'll do it at 2 o'clock. What, what kind of a meal are we going to do at 2 o'clock, mom? Well, we've always done lunch at 2 o'clock. You know what? When you pick me up for lunch for my birthday, you're at my driveway at 11.05. Right. Not 2 o'clock. So I, my sister and I decided to have a conversation. Ooh, snap. And I... Attica. Oh, Attica. It's, what's what's hilarious <laughs> is before I can ask the question, my sister poses the question. She goes, who eats lunch at 2 o'clock? I'm like, I don't know. I said, apparently we do. I said, you, you do realize we've been doing this at 2 o'clock for forever, right? And she goes, yes. She goes, but. I said, don't even hand me a but. What time would you like to do it? Yeah. She goes, we typically eat lunch between 11 and 12. She says, my children are the same way. She says, how about y'all? I said, we typically eat lunch between 11 and 12. I said, all right, I'll call you back in a minute now that we know what day and right. that everybody's available. I'll call you back. I got on the phone with my mom, and she goes, all right, we'll do lunch at 2. No, we're not going to do lunch at 2. Mom, we're going to do lunch at 1130. Everyone's going to be at your house at 11. Please go ahead and make the uh, appetizers and those things and put them in individual bags or containers to go home. Because I, myself, have to do two on that same day because my child is coming in for one weekend in December and we have family on the other side to tend to. And I'm not going to stuff myself. Mm. Please make all the favorite hors d'oeuvres. Please put them in little goodie bags like it's Halloween. Now that's, so that we now can just that's take, a trick or treat so I'm down that, for. That way we can just go ahead. We're prepared to take all of this stuff home. Yep. Make the biggest, heaviest meal you want to make. Don't be upset if we kind of nibble around it. I will bring my own glad containers to put leftovers yeah. in. I, I will take care of myself. I said, And I told her, I said, but, you know, the youngest nephew, his girlfriend, has got a wedding shower to go to. Oh, good Lord. And it's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on that same day. She's going to have snacks and cakes and all sorts of stuff. Just send stuff home. Cook whatever you want to cook. Don't be upset if somebody's nibbling instead of chowing down. But we need to eat at 11.30. And she looked at me. She goes, you know, I I didn't even consider the fact y'all might have to do two on that day. I'm like, well, they don't have a lot of vacation. They have to come down on Friday and go home on Sunday. So, you know, it's going to be a day of Christmasing for them. And that's the only day they're coming in because it's stupid to drive in and then two weeks later drive in. I mean, they're coming down for Thanksgiving. So, you know, they'll be down this week and then turn around in a couple of weeks, they'll be back. That's enough. Especially with a three-year-old. Right. That's you know, a lot four hours, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of car time. That's a lot of car seat time because he's not out of that yet. So, yeah, we, we have opted... This is the second time I have actually tried to uh, and will successfully spearheaded a change. We're, we've opted to actually have lunch at lunch. Mm -hmm. Now, I and I think I've given it some thought because I've kind of wondered why does everybody eat at two o'clock on Thanksgiving and Christmas? Christmas makes sense because you got everybody doing Christmas. You know, the fat man comes and everybody wants to open the presents. All the kids want to play with stuff for a little while, so a late lunch makes sense. But. Why does everybody do 2 o'clock on Thanksgiving? So, is it to get it in between the football games and the parade? or No, I don't. I, I think a lot of folks, I think the 2 o'clock concept starts with bird prep. Because depending on the size of the bird, cooking time, so on and so forth, some folks are getting up at 4 in the morning, putting it in. They want to go back to bed, give themselves extra time to make sides, so on and so forth. I assume it's prep-based. The easy answer is prep-based. Uh, now, in the world that we live in, with a variety of different options, choices, and main means, and the internet being what it is, giving us options and life hacks and all that good stuff, that really shouldn't be an option anymore. For a couple of reasons. One, 
for families like yours where you have multiple locations you might need to visit, you could do 11 or 11.30 and then do a 5 or 5.30 and still have a decent plate at each. You do lunch, you do dinner, don't gorge yourself and you're done. But I think a lot of that was based around, let's go back to 40s, 50s, 60s, none of which I saw, but what older television shows talked about was, Mama's been in the kitchen since before the sun came up. She's got to make this. She's got to make that. It, it's not whoever's hosting has the responsibility of putting it together. Now, your, your family, much like mine, has moved towards more of a potluck. Bring what you want. Yes. Bring your preference. Bring, but that's not always the standard. Usually, one relative brought a pie. The Whoever the baker of the family has brought the pie and... Mama took care of everything else. See, so I got to believe that allows for A, travel time, so you're not up at the ass crack of dawn for family that's coming from out of town, and B, Mama's prep time because she has been at it so hard all morning. Mama needs a nap before lunch. See, I guess maybe before we did the change to steaks, I was in charge of the ham. Yep. And I, I don't know... I never got up that morning and cooked the ham. I always cooked the ham several days in advance because I wanted it to sit in the refrigerator because it was easier to slice cold. And then I would put it in my 9 by 11 and wrap it, and then I would reheat go it. and do the reheat thing. Certain and foods as are long more as you don't, of that. Though. As long as you don't put it in a microwave, it comes out pretty good. Yeah. You gotta keep. You gotta. You gotta make it's, sure you keep some fat in the pan. Blah blah blah. So it's you don't very dry it forgiving. Out. Yeah. It is a very forgiving now, piece. Turkey breast. If you're gonna cook, if you're gonna cook that uh-uh. in advance, you have to undercook it, slice it, and then when you reheat it, you finish the cooking process right. because fowl will go fowl really quickly, fast, uh, especially the breast meat because the connective tissue breaks down and you get this chalk-like taste. And it's it's horrid. That's I think that's why people invented gravy. Uh, my so, man, my man. That's also why most hot of, taste truth. Also, preach, why most preach, of the turkey preach. clubs start with like two tablespoons of mayo. <laughs> but anyway, um, I tell you what, man, I love a good club sandwich. Clubs are awesome. Uh, now, I have found variations, and uh, there is there is a restaurant in town. If you have not tried it. Uh, and it may be in chains in other places. I've never seen them anywhere else, but that's on me. Um, the silver pan. Think about it. Think about oh, it. Oh, he's going to get me with this one. Well, I break it down one by one. Just roll with the comment. Okay. We'll, so when there, I pick up, I'll pick up. They're a chicken place. Oh, okay. All right. I'm there. I, okay, there now, because I forget that place exists. Low shame key. on me, but no, I forget no, that place no, exists. No need for shame. The one I will readily admit we have two in our area. One, five, ten minutes from me. The other, nearer to 15. I'll drive the 15. Oh, really? It's a bet. You know, it's that, literally better that, in that location. Th- there's a lot of uh, chains that are like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's... Uh, I sometimes think that's your cool. staff makes a, a difference. I, I agree 100%. And that's no shame to the other folks because I have eaten there. But I've had better success... At the other, and it is what it is. The, um, there's no need to get into that. But they do a club. Sometimes the drive out of town changes the taste of the food. No, I, if you're traveling, sure. I like a day trip. Well, and there's nothing wrong with a day trip, but you know what you fifteen minutes perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what fifteen minutes north of us yes, is. Yes. That ain't a day trip. No. <laughs> that ain't a day trip. Um, but they do a variation on a club. But since they're a chicken place. They will cut up their chicken tenders, which have Ooh. a delicious breading on them. So they'll do that with the bacon, the lettuce, tomato, the mayo. Uh, but they'll do ham as well. It, they replace the turkey with their fried chicken tender. Now, it sounds weird when you put the chicken and ham together. No, it's just But no. when you dig in, it's really nice. No, because you know what? A Cuban version of a club is pork and yep. boiled ham and Swiss cheese there and you go. a little bit of mayo. So 
And it just because it only has a club is a club. It doesn't have to have six yeah. different meats to be a club. That's true. Uh, the Italian version is uh, basically what we call an Italian sub. It's yeah. multiple cured Italian sausages. Yes, salami, pepperoni, and stuff like that are cured Italian meats, and commonly referred to as sausages. But anyway, they're all cooked in a casing. Yes, just because you don't and taste the casing in a pepperoni you, doesn't mean when it's you not put there. Three different kinds. If you put two different kinds, it's not cooked with, in the little baggie with, that you get right. it in. <laughs> When you when you put it all together on a sandwich with a little bit of Italian dressing and some onions and some lettuce and some tomato and I don't know maybe some olives and stuff it's phenomenal but anyway yeah. no but the the other thing about it is a lot of times with a club you get the cold deli meat with the right. toasted bread right so you get the hot and the cold and a good mix and if you're at a this restaurant, is more of a hot variation. So- Sometimes if you're at a restaurant, some of the meats are hot, some of the meats are not, because like a, a lot of clubs have bacon these days. Correct. So at, at a restaurant, they might put the bacon on there hot. Right. So, you know, and but I'm I'm with you. Sometimes I want my club heated. I want it toasted. Well, I want uh, the And bread I don't want toasted. it in the microwave. I want it toasted. I want, the br- <laughs> I want the bread toasted. The rest of the stuff I could leave. But this one, because of the chicken tender... And they're cooking the bacon fresh to order. Yeah, you're getting more. It's more of a hot yeah. sandwich, and the lettuce you got a crunch when you get brick, into it. Yeah, but the lettuce is still put on there cold. Yes, it has so to it's be. got it's got your crunch. Yeah, it makes for a very different take, and that's probably my favorite club sandwich. Now I could go to T-shirt Dave's, and that's probably my second favorite, but it's. I had a pretty good one at the police department. I that which one, they've got several good. They've got several good ones. Uh, now, the Underground Railroad, I kind of got wore out with that at a place I used to work. That was the common place to go get lunch. So I kind of got wore out with their menu. Of the three, um, it is my it is my least favorite but, now. But our new place, uh, our new place, which is, you know, what, Warlock, uh, that's got several good sandwiches. I have not made my way all the way through their <laughs> menu yet. You like that, do you? <laughs> That's almost as good as Silver Pan. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Now, granted, I knew what it was because we were running out of list of places to talk about. So right. I'm like, eventually he's going to We actually there. don't have a lot of sandwich places no. here. I mean, we have a lot of different like, we, we local, have restaurants local restaurants that restaurants have some phenomenal sandwiches on the menu. Yes. Uh, Ooh, have, speaking of that, now I realize there, you, you... Okay, go ahead. Let's there, there is a, uh, and I don't know which one you go to, but there is a meat market out across from a cemetery that has some really amazing nope. deli sandwiches. I go to. Do the you go unre- to the other one? I go to the unrelated redheaded stepchild who is a. Uh, I went to school with his brother, uh, and see, I, I haven't see... been. There. Does he have the deli as well? So he sort okay. I have not been there for any of that, so I'll have to give that a try. He doesn't do the scale that the other one does. He's not doing fries. He's not doing like. Well, you know, sometimes just getting it out of the deli, I mean, just wrap it, make it this morning when you get to work yeah. and wrap it up in Satan wrap and, you know, go ahead and uh, give it to me. I can buy it straight out of your deli case. There's a reason I call it that. I realize it can be a pain in the butt to deal with, and I get that. But I feel like that's really putting a whole lot of heat on it that you really should. It's Satan wrap. I. Just as well as you call certain things devil root. That's not fair. It's just as fair I can, as I want it to I be. I can work with that rap. Per, onion, you can keep. Perception is 100%. Hell, I can't even work with that rap to keep an onion. Well, that, okay. <laughs> all right. The reason I, I fight with it all the time, I have not uh, mastered the art of pulling a sheet of that out and ripping it off without it crinkling and folding over on itself. It usually takes, I waste more than I use, so I call it Satan Wrap. So when you pull from the box, don't try to carry it across the room. Just pull it over. Like layer it against whatever you're no, doing. It's, and then that just it, It's like folding a fitted sheet for me. There's a demon inside every box. So... I'm glad you said fitted sheet. My wife Damn. has fussed at me <laughs> numerous times over how I fold things because she has a method. And she has tried to show me the fitted sheet. I'm just out. I'll leave you. I'll fold everything but the fitted sheet. And you know what? The fitted sheet gets a, there's a flat crease. It may not be the crease I'm looking for. It's probably not even a seam. Flat. Sandwich, and then 
the wheels on the bus go round and round, <laughs> round and round. So, I uh, and then I fold it to when, where it's flat. When we first got married, uh, she worked six days a week uh, between two jobs because she worked a job that was seasonal. Correct. So she always kept the part-time job so that she could just flow from one to the other. Yep. And uh, I got tasked one time because I lived by myself, and after my sister got married, I was I was the only child at home. She knew I knew how to take care of myself. Yep. Uh, so, you know, she left for work one Saturday morning. I was up, and she's like, look, we really need to change the sheets, you know, and get them washed and everything. Are you going to wash clothes today anyway? Which was something that I would do on Saturdays while she was at work. And I was like, sure, I'll take care of it. Well, when she got home, she's like, thought you were going to wash the sheets. I did. She says, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. She says, no, you didn't. I said, yes, I did. I took them off the bed. I washed them. I dried them. And I put them back on the bed. She goes, why didn't you just put fresh sheets on? I said, they are fresh sheets now. (laughs) And she looked at me. She goes, goes, what do you not know how to do? I can't fold a freaking fitted sheet. So I washed the damn sheets, put them back on the bed. So I wouldn't have to fold the fitted sheets. (laughs) They had a nice long laugh about it all. And I haven't had to deal with sheets since. That's the greatest option I've ever heard for that scenario. I'm more than content to give it the wheels on the bus. Yeah. I, I was just, looking for Powerball numbers. Well, here's the thing. She's, when I lived when I lived by myself, I had a waterbed. So they they had pockets on them. It looked like a fitted sheet, but it the pockets were different. So that yeah. it would fit around the quarters of the water mattress. They folded differently. Now, granted, when I washed those, I had to spread them out on the damn bed to fold them. But <laughs> that's how that happened. So, you know, it's like normal beds. Uh-uh. Okay. Can't do that. So Well, um, I can if I put my mind to it. I know the principle behind it. I just don't want to do it. No. So I have a different question since we're, we're you broached the waterbed subject. Are they actually comfortable to sleep on? Yes. Really? I actually still miss mine. Uh, really? I just feel like it's absolutely egregious. Mine was not a full wave. It was a semi-waveless, which meant it had baffles in it to stop some of the uh, movement and moving around. A full wave when you There were variations? Yes. There were... uh, I did say were. Are? Well, I don't know. I... They... Oh, he's going... He's going to go to the Google. Let's see if Mr. Bezos Um, Anyway, uh... Mine was semi. My uh, a friend of mine had a full wave. If you sat on it, you would like continue with the motion of the ocean for several minutes. Mine would stop waving uh, seconds after movement, and then they had completely waveless, in which you basically just had the give of sleeping on water. And yes, they were that comfortable because you know what else you had to do with a waterbed: keep it heated. So every time I laid down at night, I was in like a 90, 93 degree bed. It was great. And it was very comfortable. It was funny watching my wife get out of it when she was pregnant. But anyway. um, <laughs> They're still readily available. Good. They should be. Um, I think everybody should own one for a little while at least. I just, I can't. The The whole concept. I had a buddy who's brother had one and so like as a kid naturally the idea is like i've never seen this this is magical let me check it out i laid on it and almost broke my neck like i wasn't trying to jump on it i just i didn't understand the functionality of how that worked you roll in it probably had a full wave (laughs) it was see mine was semi-waveless there was um there was some stop to it uh, the baffles kept the water from the continuous back and forth. Oh no, we're we're talking. Josh almost no, wound up with his feet when above I went his head. looking. I was very single when I went looking at these things, and when I went looking at them, the the store that I got them from had right. several set up, and they had them marked. And the the salesperson was trying their best to to teach a like nineteen twenty year old what the concept was, and finally just said sit on it, and. What happened was the first one I sat down and just kept moving and moving and moving and moving and moving. And my first thought was, I roll over in my sleep. I'll never go back to sleep. Uh, I sat on the second one, which is what I ended up buying. It was semi-waveless. I sat down. It moved just enough to kind of lull me a little bit. And I was like, okay, this was great. I sat on the completely waveless and was just unimpressed. 
So, like Goldilocks, I chose the right one. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> great analogy, by the way. You're welcome. I've that's been, your second that's great analogy second today. I've given you some That is your one. second great analogy I'll today. get to the other one later, maybe. We'll see. Right. Uh, but, at any rate, uh, <laughs> God, and I just done. really, I just really, really enjoyed sleeping on it. And, uh, we had it. The, the bed that I was talking about having to change out was our spare bed uh, because right. we kept this uh, on up until, oh, I think I think the daughter was a couple of years old before we finally decided to get rid of it. And there are times when we still miss it. And part of what we miss is the whole bed. The mattress was heated. Right. No, uh, I get And we that. like to sleep in a cold room. So it was, it was, a, and it, I, y'all take it where you want to. It was a lot of fun, but we enjoyed sleeping on it too. So. so, so I will tell you in terms of in terms of bed, uh, my favorite of recent memory is the freedom of snore alphabet, because theirs is I have control over the situation, right? And some nights my back doesn't want to lay on the concrete slab. I need a little give, and it's literally pick up a remote just like this mouse right here. Two clicks later, you hear the thing go, <laughs> whether I'm in it or not, you'll see it go. Pitch. Now, granted, I realize it's an air mattress. I realize that. But this company has done so in a way where they're taking the air mattress experience and turning it. Bougie's not the right word. You can say that in certain instances, depending on the accessories that you buy. They are they are adulting. The air mattress. Yes, it, but that's the thing is you're getting to choose what's going to work for you right today. Because, you know, some days I have harder days at work than others. Yep. And some days when I lay down after work, it's like this bed's going to kill me. Other days I lay down after work and I wake up the next morning. Right. So, you know, it, I, I, I get it because we've considered it. Uh, the I last strongly time we bought mattresses, it. we were considering it. We just had not really made up our mind. It's And here's what's... What's funny is, you know, I, I say we miss the heated part of the bed. Yeah. Uh, currently, now that we've gotten to the age we've we've gotten to, and we have the puppy sleeping with us too, if you were to heat the bed, I'd kill somebody. Because right. that'd just be too much. There's I, enough I, I mean, I can wake up in a 65-degree room sweating. So, so that, to that same point, we have two dogs. One of them can't stay in the bed all night because she gets too hot. She gets down. The other one will curl up. And generate enough heat to power a small town. Uh, and she normally winds up laying against me. She's my dog. I love my yep. dog. I would like to throw my dog at four in the morning when I wake up. And I'm sweating in my lower back. Yeah, our little guy is cold-natured. So, and especially wintertime. He's an under-the-cover little fellow. Right. But now, I don't keep the house at 65 year-round. In the summertime, we sleep in a 71-degree room. Yeah. Uh, in the wintertime, since it's easier to cool the house down to 65, I'll let it go down to 65. Right. And he, he gets a little shivery, so he, he gets under the covers. Then sometimes we get woke up with the panting, and he yeah. gets out from under the covers. But he has found that if he can get in the valley between us, he's fine. Yeah. Now, and as long as he's on the outside of the covers, I'm fine. It's when he gets under the covers that I start getting extremely warm. Uh, and I get my wife laughs at me because when we're in the when we're in the camper, we we have different t- forms of heat in the camper. We have an electric fireplace that has electric heat, and it will heat the let's just call it the living space of the camper. Yeah. I call it the downstairs of the camper, but it'll heat that area, no problems. So I shut the bedroom door. Well, without using the furnace, no heat's going up into the gooseneck no. where the bedroom is. So by the time I go to bed and go to get in the bed. You, you, I, I'm shivering, and I'm loving every minute of it. I get in the bed, I get all nice and comfortable, and I'm sitting there and I'm shivering just a little bit. Next thing you know, I wake up, and it's a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, and I and it doesn't. And she's like, I'll leave the door open so some heat can. No, shut that door, please, because when you come to bed, you're gonna cut the furnace on, and we ain't having this. She's like, what the, what's the furnace set on? Enough to keep the water from freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just. Well, and see, those are the things where it, our, medically, our room can never be that way. It is not physically possible for us to do that without changing from a piece of equipment 
to an explosive tank. <laughs> you being formerly in that profession know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. uh, I have sleep apnea. We've talked about that. My condition is enough, or I'll call it bad enough. And I, again, bad is a relative term. On the severity scale, I need supplemental oxygen. So they gave me the choice between getting tanks that I had to monitor, maintain, and do all the things I need to do, or get the machine. I could get the Always get the machine. Always get the machine. I could get the concentrator, and it would just run at a preset number, and you'd be good forever. Yep. Sign me up for that. Two things. One, adult white, adult white noise machine. No one is sneaking... No, you can sneak into my house. Fortunately for me, I have a corgi who can hear fleas fart. Yes. <laughs> Anybody who knows, you know. The other thing is, we have heat. We have, the way our, our house, I don't want to say large enough because that sounds obnoxious. The way our house is built, we need two um, heating air, heat pump AC units. One for upstairs for the two bedrooms there. One for the downstairs to cover the majority of the house. Two different size units, blah, blah, blah. So because of that, we're able to protect the baby in the winter running the little unit upstairs at a higher number for her. For us, we let it cool off at night because I'm like you. That concentrator puts off heat. Let the room get cold. Now, there's also the always popular TikTok winter trend of wife gets in the bed, puts ice feet on you, and it's over. My wife has some sort of genetic mutation that she gets in bed and is absolutely freezing. But the moment she falls asleep, it's like flipping a switch and she's the human torch. It is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Because you would think she would be cold all the time, but it's not. When she's asleep, now obviously, without getting into the medical genre of anything, your body heals when you sleep. Your body puts off heat when you sleep. That's how you break fevers. Most commonly is when you sleep. Your body is in rest and recharge mode. It's burning off all the excess heat that your body has in it. That's why you break a fever at night. If you insulate yourself, control burn. At least in my head, that's what makes that's what works for me. For her, she gets in bed and is free. Like, her teeth are chattering. Ten minutes later, the room is 400 degrees because she's putting off the heat. The dog is on my back putting off heat, which is not a bad heating pad for what it's worth. And then on the other side of me, I have this concentrator that's burning at the rate of a furnace. So while our house is set at 65, it's 81 degrees 30 minutes after we go to bed. So we have the fan that runs all the time. That poor thing needs as much of a vacation as we do. So while I love the piece of equipment, by God, it's hot. I, I could sleep with the windows open. I sleep in just shorts year-round. In the summer, that's too much. In See, the winter, I don't have it's not the, enough. I don't have the oxygen titration to my CPAP. And mm-hmm. my CPAP's not going to put off... What oh no! The, the unit itself. I mean, no, that concentrator can throw off some heat. It, it'll heat a small house. I'm pretty sure if um, I crank it up high enough, I can blow leaves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, it, I don't. I don't have that. But we, you know, talk about the white noise machine. My my first CPAP was it made the same amount of noise as a window unit air conditioner. Yes, the older models and do. When I got the new one, I I cut it on, put it on my face, I laid down, and I laid there. And I laid there, because you and know I laid there, and I laid there, and I'm like, I've got, I'm gonna have to have some noise. So, wife orders a sound machine, loves the sound machine, loves the choices. Could not figure out how to get the thing to cut down, so sound machine goes in kitchen. Now, okay, that's <laughs> fine. The way our house is set up, can hear it just fine yeah. through a cracked door. Now, she finally figures out how to cut the sound down. This is years later, by the way. She finally figured it out. What happened? I will tell on her for this long. It was just a case of she pulled it out of the box, she plugged it in, she liked it, she put it in the bedroom, she tried to turn it down, she didn't read the instructions. Oh, so she, she doodled it went, up! So she went straight for putting it in the kitchen and just dealing with it. And Atta then she finally, she finally figured out whatever button was supposed to be held for a little while, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
And um, and so, I didn't care as long as there was noise in the house. It didn't bother me. So she moves it to the bedroom. Two weeks later, I got up at like 30 minutes after I went to bed, and I had it in my hands, and I brought it to her, and I went, I cannot sleep with this in the room. Because I had become accustomed to going to bed in a silent room and falling asleep. So she was cutting the sound machine on when I was laying down. So there again, laying there, looking at the ceiling fan, watching it turn, going, why can't I sleep? Why can't I sleep? Yep. And then one night it finally dawned on me. It's too freaking noisy in here for me to fall asleep. So when we travel, that obviously does not go with us. I can't pack all the kids' stuff and that piece of equipment. It also would not get through the TSA for what it's no, worth. No, not, not, um, not, but you can, uh, your company should be able to provide you one at your location when you get there. Really? Yes, sir. Do you use one of the uh, larger companies or one of the local companies? I use Actually, a local company. Um, well, it doesn't matter because I have worked for one that's nationwide, and I have worked for the one that was built, brought up, and spawned here. Yeah. Okay. Guess what I used to do? do Arrange ha- for people to get those delivered to hotels. Really? Yes. You need to contact that particular establishment. You know what? Normally, I would say I'll tell you about this later, but I'm going to put this out there for anybody listening that deals with medical equipment like this. Your medical equipment provider can help you with your travel status. If If you have something that you can take with you, like a CPAP, but need some type of paperwork documentation right. for air, train, or boat travel, they can help you get that documentation. The other thing they can help you do, even if they do not own facilities in every state, the other thing that they can do is contact a facility in that state and have that piece of equipment delivered to your hotel or home, whatever, your vacation really? rental. They can have it delivered. The, the big deal is somebody has to be there to accept it. I did set one up. Oh, God, it's been years ago that I worked for this place. I set one up one time. The vacation rental was a home, so there was no front desk. But I had it set up to where when they traveled, when they got there, when they checked in, they could go to the local establishment, pick up, or make the phone call, and then have it delivered. It's It's just a case of planning ahead. And with where you like to travel, you know months in advance. Yep. So it's a case of planning ahead. You've got to give them not just two weeks, not just three weeks. When you plan your vacation months in advance, you call this place and you get it started. And all they really do, all they really do, is find a company. They're just local. gonna call them local and have them drop it. They, but it's like getting a prescription at a faraway pharmacy. They're gonna provide they call all in. the medical information that's necessary, right down to why your insurance will be billed. And this will be delivered. If you're in a hotel, I've had them delivered to hotels, and the the desk clerk signs for it. Sometimes it's in your room waiting. Sometimes, Sometimes it's, it's at the, the desk yeah. waiting. Bellhop brings it up. Uh, like I said, I've done uh, vacation rentals, which were houses, condos, did not have like that office, that check-in yeah, desk. Yeah. And it was just a case of, you. Cut, this is the phone number you need to call and tell them that you're there. But you have you can't do this with two or three days notice. You have to do no, this with weeks of, of weeks notice. Because you got to see if they have so, it. So, yeah, you can, you can have it delivered. Uh, when that I worked for the when I worked for the national chain, it was much easier because all all yeah, really really had to do was it. make a phone call and send an email. Yeah, it takes a little bit more when you're working with someplace that's more local to your area. But yes, that works, folks. Uh, there's you a life hack for if you've been not traveling because you have to have this medical this this piece of medical equipment. Guess what? You can actually have that delivered for you. I have set up for people with oxygen tanks to have tanks on cruise ships. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. That took a little bit of time. It took a lot of phone calling, but I have been on with, you know, the circus cruise lines and gotten everything taken care of. Believe it or not, they have companies that they work with and deal with. Oh, I'm sure. To have your concentrator, your portables, everything you need on your ship and hopefully plan for enough for your entire cruise. Um, there's people that have it. to have the oxygen 24-7. Yeah. Yes, that kind of stuff can be taken on the airplane as long as the airplane knows There's about it. it. And a lot of times they're providing it. Yeah. The airline itself is providing that tank for you. So, yes, it don't let yourself. Uh, and one of the things when I used to deliver this equipment, please do not start letting yourself be tied to this house because of this piece of equipment. There's oh, no. way around it. Well, There's always a way around it. I can tell you because you are a professional and have been have been in that world 
They're only adding two to my current intake. It's not enough to affect my sleep or mood. No, it is to keep your oxygen saturation levels right. from dropping below 80 during the night. And I am getting but, but two here's the th- or less most of the time. Yeah. I'm it, not really fretted by here's, it. Here's the thing. If it changes your quality of sleep and you now have this information, you can fix that. <laughs> Fortunately for me, my case, while severe enough to need the unit and a little bit of supplemental... For the most part, you don't notice a difference. No, so it does not. It hasn't so far. But, but now you have the information, yeah, no, and so does know. everybody else who may not have known. The cruise ship thing, I think, is the one that is the biggest. I don't say life hack. That's not fair. I mean, it's the biggest information base because you're gone. Right. They're, you're off the grid here. I mean, you're not. Cruise ships have medical. They're not fa- getting that dropped in. Cruise ships have medical facilities. Oh yeah, and they run O2. I'm sure. Yes, they have to. Yes. They, I mean, they have to run like a mini hospital. And they can get tanks, and they can get tanks at multiple ports oh, yeah. because they own they own a lot of facilities at, at multiple ports. So it's it's should. not it's more difficult on the company that you're dealing with because they and I've like I said it it took oh the one for the cruise ship it took me about a week of consistent uh, communication. Mm-hmm. I, I had to get their entire itinerary, uh, which you know took a couple of days. Uh, I had to get with the cruise line and get then get with the right person on the cruise line, and then I was actually charged with getting the appropriate medical information. So I had to get with said doctor. I had to get permission for. Right. I mean, it took a couple of weeks to get it lined up because there was a lot of paperwork involved. But you know, got it lined up, and you know, the the patient called me when they got back home and said it was flawless. Awesome. But the cruise line, they actually told me, no, we don't want people to feel like they can't come with yeah. us. We can take care of this. This is what we need. And it, it was some batting back and forth. The people I dealt with was absolutely phenomenal. And my, my patient got to go on a cruise. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the things. I Those that have to travel with them, and I know you normally do most of your traveling by yourself. Yeah, I'm, not by yourself, but I carry you my don't, I carry my own house, and right. what I have to have fits in a, a small it's briefcase. In a case, so, well, and, and mine's the same way. I it, in terms of carry on, ladies, you're gonna get your carry on bag and more than likely your purse. Right. Well, for me, I get a carry on, and my purse is that. Well, see, so, I have not flown in years, yeah, yeah. and I mean it. With the seat, with the CPAP, I would imagine that would be my carry-on. It, it is. I, I would just make sure that that one pe- that one thing would be what I would want to make sure was absolutely protected. Well, but so I'm I'm in a bit of a mixed bag there because the last time we went to the happiest place on earth, it was pre-baby. It was just me and the wife. We went for a week. We met up with a couple. Blah blah blah. And that's that's a whole other story. But when we left, we packed a joint bag that had all of our stuff in it. Then she checked a second bag. So we, we get the first, you know, they give you the first check bag. Right. Then you get another one. Well, she checked another one. So on the plane, my take was we're each carrying a bag. And she looked at me funny and I said, lost luggage is a thing. So we're carrying a change of clothes and something, a change of clothes uh, for whatever your entertainment choice is. Because this, not necessarily before phones got crazy, I, not all of the planes are equipped with chargers for all phones. Right. So there's that side of it. So there's not necessarily a crap ton of USB ports, and I'm not going to rely on my phone for in-flight entertainment. The flight from where we live to Orlando, not super long. Hour and a half tops. Still so, beats driving 12 hours. Lord, yes. Uh, but... And again, that's if I were to make an argument for not buying the other, it's that. <laughs> for for what I'm going to pay for the fl- the flight to me is better than the well, drive, but it, here, I get it. Here's the thing because because I'm going to drive and, and and tow that house behind me, my trip to the magical kingdom is going to be longer than 5 days. Because what I'm going to do is prep for a couple of days for driving. Yeah, instead of being on the road for 12 solid hours, which I can do, but instead of being on the road you're for 12 solid twice. hours, I'm going to camp somewhere for one night yeah. and give myself that break. And I'm going to do the same thing coming home. So I, my vacation there would be a little bit longer. Because yeah. I'd really love to take the camper down to Cape Canaveral, down to the yep. Space Center, 
all of that. And I've told, and my wife's like, are you going to really drive 11, 12 hours straight? I can but for real, this is probably going to be a trip that I'm going to save trip. until I'm, you know, retired, have a little bit more control over my schedule, maybe have a bazillion yep. hours of vacation yep. saved up so that I can spend, you know, figure out how many days I want to spend there. So if it's five days that I want to spend there, then I, I want another four days for right. for the travel time. No, and I and I um, understand every bit of that, and I get it. But and like, if I were just going to go down for one event, oh God, yeah, uh, let's book a hotel and yep. get me on a flight. And I, I I want to say I read somewhere that everybody is saying what you just said. If you're prepping for a flight, your carry-on should have at least two days of change of clothes. What uh, one day just is Just in case fine. of lost luggage. One day is usually fine because most hotels offer laundry service right. overnight. Right. Or you got a laundromat that you can get to. It it cuts into your vacation and that sucks. But there are people that are on the socials, the TikToks and things. That if they lose luggage, technically, if you look at all of the fine print, you can hold these airlines accountable for yes. up to a wardrobe. Yes. Like, up to the value of what you've got in it. Yes. Which, again, good luck getting that. You're going to have to fight tooth and nail You're going to spend a lot of money on a lawyer. No, uh, no, no, no. You, it's in their terms and conditions. Oh, really? you need to, oh, okay, sweet. You'll need to almost print it again, and like highlight said, it and go... Flown. The last time I flew, I did not need a lot of luggage. I right. was just going someplace for a, a few days. Yeah. Uh, I was a teenager, so yeah. I was more concerned about clean underwear than I was whether or not I wore the same <laughs> pair of jeans two days in a row. Right. Well, so, and that's that's the other thing. Depending on what you're doing and what you know where your trip is, we did a day's worth of clothes a piece in our carry on, and but for me, I had to do I did a carry on and as a book I, I did a book bag for me. And then my CPAP because I get a carry on, and then I get an, another item or a purse, if you will, yeah. for the ladies. Yeah. Now, what so, that well, purse for, is? I think for the guys, you get a carry on in a briefcase type right. thing. Exactly. So Whatever your you, other you, item you get is your carry on for business and a, trips. And, a, and a backpack. Well, for me, it was the CPAP. I'm sure there's size limits, so. Um, there were with with the train. So the carry-on. That's the most recent I mean, public transportation I've used. There are, but the carry-on dimensions are online, so you can go buy. I mean, right. you can buy a roll-away suitcase, yes. and to, it's carry-on to match the dimension. Well, see, when we went on the train, I the only thing I was concerned about again my CPAP, and come to find out, even though we didn't have a sleeper car, there was an AC outlet right by my right. chair, so I just laid back, and took a nap yep. right there. Sure, a lot of people walking by was like, "Why? Why is this corpse on it?" They're keeping that later, really. What? They're keeping that one fresh. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where those have become so common that TSA doesn't even make you open it. Right. So you throw the carry on on there. If you're carrying a book bag with a laptop, you have to open it, show the laptop, put it in a different tub, and off it goes through all of the the TSA scanners or whatever. This thing. They can see, because the one I have has the name of the company on it. Right. They almost immediately assume. Now, they're going to scan it anyway, because it goes to the x-ray. Well, so but nobody's like, gives you a po- Our doctor that? also gives you a pocket card so that if you have to go to a hospital away, I have a pocket card that says exactly what my pressure and everything is. Oh, that's cool. Yes. I did not know that. I may have to ask for that. Ask. Um, I always ask. Yeah, I I would have never known it had you not said it. Now, I've had I've had some, uh, some dental, well... Yeah, you can call it dental work. Along with my braces, I had to have some surgery, so I've got a few screws in my head. I'd actually have to go to a dentist and get an X-ray. Oh, to um, prove that for, to prove that that's where yeah. the metal's coming from. Other than that, I'm so yeah. It's gonna be like elastic everything because I want to be comfortable. So this, <laughs> there'll be no belts. I don't care. Keys. I don't need keys. I'm not gonna be anywhere near my house. <laughs> well, the the scanning has improved immensely. Hey. A lot of times, they don't even need you to take your belt off anymore. Uh, because it's just assumed that you're wearing a belt. Now, they'll wand you if there's a concern. Yes. And I've been pulled out for a secondary search. It's an awkward moment, because, but I understand why. It's deliberate. They are loud, and they are they are making it well-known what they are doing to you. Yes. So there's never a, he touched me. No, I'm not. So he's loud. I mean, he is, I'm going to turn the back of my hands to your body and I'm going to search you. I mean, he is, and I'm just, I'm more, 
I'm more weirded out by his tone I'd end and up, drawing attention to I'd me end up than I into, am to search. I'd end up in security's office. I, I know I know what would happen with me. I can hear that now. I'm going to turn the back of my hands. No, please, just go ahead and palm me. That is uh. an excellent way <laughs> to find yourself. They are still very sensitive if you drop. Like, I wouldn't even be standing in line and say, you don't get to use the F-bomb. You're done. You're done immediately. Everybody turns. And and again, it's with good reason. See something, say something. But I mean, it's just... But it's not the militarized end-all, be-all anymore. It's a process. It's something we've adapted to. But I love... To fly, I don't. I love a, to fly. I wouldn't. I honestly, I wouldn't have a problem with it. it. It would be it. The difficult part for me would be to keep the sarcasm under control. You're you're not there long enough. Uh, because I mean, I and I like to have fun. You know, we well, we were talking earlier. I like to have fun with my servers, and we've said that several yep. times. I love to carry on with my servers. I want them to be comfortable when they come to my table. I want yeah. them to want to come to my table. And yeah, I'm gonna flirt, and I'm gonna buddy bro, dude. I'm gonna be friends with the male servers. I'm gonna flirt with the female servers. Don't mean anything by it. Ain't trying to take you home. It, it's just me being friendly. You're Welcome desensitizing to the, the situation. Um, where you're not a complete monster right. about ordering my. And, now, okay, and okay, I go, I've gone up. to the same place enough. I, yeah. I, I I know the servers by name, yeah. and I've watched people watch us interact, and I'm like, good lord! But I go that I mean, I've got a favorite place, and I go there that often. Um, but and you know what? On the subject matter, because we said we'd bring this up. Uh, the other way I'm polite to my servers, if I've got gift cards, coupons, things of that nature, when they bring me the ticket, before I hand over all the price adjusting materials that I have, I make sure I note the original cost because that's what I'm going to tip off of. Uh, do a percentage and I'm going to tip off of the original price, not the price. Because sometimes I'm armed with enough coupons and gift cards, I'm really only turning over like 10 bucks. And so, I'm not going to tip you off that. That's just rude and inconsiderate. I feel like that. I don't know how common that situation is, but I feel like common sense dictates. You'd be and surprised. There are assholes. There are assholes yeah, everywhere, and I get all of I, that. I know people who serve. I have family who serves, and it. They all have the same horror story. You get that one penny pincher. Yeah. That's just not going to, period. End of discussion. You get a paycheck and that's enough. But if you got the actual local minimum wage that everybody else got, he wouldn't be able to afford to, to eat there anyway. No. But um, And I, I did have, when I was doing the college thing at church, I had some uh, some people go in. That was their first job. Yeah. And you, you get this phone call, why is the world so horrible and stingy and blah, blah, blah. What are you talking about? Well, you know, I had three tables today and I got tip a buck fifty, barely. All right, okay, so what do they order? And you, you get told, so what was their total ticket? Well, six bucks. Okay, what you need to sit down with a calculator and figure 20%. out what 20% of six bucks is because I can tell you now, 50% is three bucks. If they put two, $2 down, they You're gave you way well. more than the yeah. required tip. If they put a buck down, they're probably a little shy of 20. And I mean, you get the stutters. They're like, I, 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 huh? Yeah. You're, you're thinking that, because I'm going to tell you now, if my total is six bucks, I'm not putting a five spot on the table. That's that's well over a fifty percent tip. Yeah. You better have really done me some service, as in some service, if you ain't gonna get a tip like that. I mean, you know, that I'm 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 talking I got a free second sandwich. That's how you get a tip like that. Right. But you know, anyway, I a, a lot I I have and I have sat in restaurants and watched people and I have listened, overheard people well, they forgot this. So, did you ask for it a second time? Cut their tip because they forgot your extra ranch? Did you speak up when they walked past and said, is there anything you need? That's when you look at them and go, I need my extra ranch. Right. But anyway. Remember, they're juggling sometimes up to a dozen tables. Yeah. You got to figure if you're seeing the same three people bring food out and there's 20 tables in there, there you go. There's your division. Not every restaurant has runners. No. Mm Mm-mm. But anyway, I, boy, did I sideswipe that one. <laughs> Not really. 
Not really. I mean, you kind of, you kind of moved in that direction, but I'm not here to judge. I'm not here well, to we judge. were talking about it earlier, and you were like, "Well, we need to save that." Or did I say that? You said that. Oh, really? Then I used the right voice. Yeah, you kind of did. Kind of sounded like Goofy. <laughs> sort of like what else I was dealing with earlier? Anyway, so oh, the 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 analogy. I I sent Josh a text. Oh yeah. The other day, I was rather aggravated with having to deal with somebody, and the, I sent him the text, and I'm like, of all the people in the magical kingdom, I have to deal with Goofy today. He knows. I my never affinity. even got. I never got a what's going on, what's wrong. All I got back was like, great analogy, best analogy ever, and I'm like. I still don't get to complain about the person. Nope. Oh, well, I've made Josh's day. <laughs> he knows my affinity for the most magical place on earth, and he chose a subject matter that I could have cared less. Somebody could have shat in his cornflakes, but because he used that analogy, my conversation was made, and it was never that bad. You know, it was what's what's funny is... That was my sunshine and see, rainbows response. <laughs> and you had had a bad day, too. So oh, yeah. It, but what's funny is... You can't fix stupid. You know, after that, on one of my breaks, I'm scrolling, and uh, social media, by the way, and I I start seeing this stuff talking about, we all have that one work bestie that we can just cut them a look, and they know exactly what we're talking about. You know, I have realized with Snapchat, I don't necessarily have to type in for certain people. Nope. Um, there and there's I I've got a a friend at work. He he's my work friend, and he's also a friend outside of work. Um, and it's at a point where I can I can send him just a picture, and yeah. he knows what I'm doing. If I send the right picture, he knows what truck I'm in. And a lot of times I've started looking at truck numbers now that you said that. <laughs> and what's hilarious is a lot of times with me and him, if we're not working together on the same project. A lot of times I'll get a picture of the outside of a truck and I can look at the truck and go, oh, he's having a bad day. Right. Because it, I know which trucks he doesn't care to have to deal with. I know which pieces, pieces of equipment that he loves to operate. I know which pieces of equipment he doesn't particularly care to operate. So, you know, I'll get pictures of that. Sometimes we just get a picture of a landscape and it's like, right. now you're sitting there going, oh, that's that. Oh, crap. He had to go do that. You know, right. it's like. There's he, a knowing well, you know, it's it's holiday season, so everybody's taking days off. And this is also a time of year that a lot of us get pulled to different departments to handle larger projects. Right. And I my name came up this time, and I've been pulled to a different project, which is I'm one of the few people that's like, you know what? <laughs> I was kind of tired of doing the other thing anyway, so thanks for the change of pace. Right. So, but this particular project, there's a lot of overtime involved sometimes, some weeks, some days. So, you know, every day since I got switched, I get this working over, working over, working over. So I've gotten into this habit of a sit down in my truck and just send a picture of my dashboard. He knows exactly what our parking lot looks like. You know, and if he's off, I don't have to deal with the whole, am I working over? It's like, well, got off on time. Snap. He gets it. He looks at it and he knows, all right, he got off on time today. Right. And we did not have, we did not have to have that conversation. We, There's we've had other, yeah, we've yeah. had other conversations. I've been laughing with my child for months, telling her that some. I think we could. I think she and I could communicate in Egyptian hieroglyphics, because a lot of times we just send the little emoji faces back and forth. Right. And I mean, I can send her the angry one, and she knows what's going on. All I get back is a what this time. You know, it's like she just knows I'm mad about something. And anyway, it, it, it's kind of. I'm not going to say weird, but. When all of this first come about and everybody's like, oh, text lingo this and text lingo that. First of all, it was license plate lingo before it was text lingo. Oh, boy. Here uh, it comes. Secondly, the, emo the emojis himself. are amazing. Yes. Because I can say an awful lot. You really thought I was going to go way down a different rabbit hole, didn't you? Kind of. Kind of uh, did. I'm not going to argue about that. I just don't like calling it text lingo because it's license plate lingo. Well, it is. You know, most states have a certain number of characters that you yeah. have to put on yeah, there. You have never driven down the road trying to figure out what everybody's license plate means? God, yes. Oh, it's, All it's the phenomenal. Time. It's great. It's a fun game in and of itself. Right. So I think I'm just going to get plates that say IKR. You should get some that say DVD. Well, there's that. 
I have a license plate frame on the camper that says work, work sucks. Let's go camping. I have stickers <laughs> on my truck. And you've seen the stickers on the back windows of my truck. We dropped the camper off the other day to have a little service work done. And the guy that was getting everything checked in, they always come out, take pictures of the outside of your camper so that, you know, if there's any damage, yep. they have they have proof of what it looked like when it came in. They they put tags on it and everything. More people and should do that, by the way. He's out. Um, this place is actually phenomenal when it comes to that. I mean, they I have an individual service number. And that oh, yeah. there's a there's a sticker on my camper that matches that, and they put it in a place that does not leave residue, and it, it's in it's in a place that they can see it easily, but it doesn't cause me a lot of problems down the road. Yeah. But he's looking at these stickers. And he, I get this. Can I please take pictures of your truck? Absolutely. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he goes, I love these decals. Where'd you get them? Oh, you need to contact Jeff. Uh, that's where I got them, and. <laughs> Yeah, take pictures. Send those home to your wife. Hope she lets you put them on there. I get, a, I actually get a, a, a lot of attention off of those. Oh, I love them. They ever come off, I'm buying more. But anyway, did I bring this full circle? No, there was no circle here. I'm just, I'm running my mouth now, and he's looking at me like, I think we need to quit. I mean, I got to figure gotta, out a voice for when I'm imitating you. That's a challenge. Yes. I envy that challenge. But now I'm not trying to rush you necessarily, but one, we're at our normal window, and two, I've got a turkey to get ready. Yes, you do, actually. So, I'm, happy Thanksgiving. I don't. Y'all That's have right. a great bird day. Yep. And don't be a dick. There it is. <laughs>